0: Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill Aquarius. with the Virgo? Sippin' on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl, though. I drop you off at Willoughby Vir- and Merlot. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take a shirt off. You seem me convince your homegirl. Aquarius. Aquarius.
1: know we have a guest on today and I'm very excited about it because this is one of my oldest friends my childhood friends but I have to show you what I found in my room while I was in there today (laughs) does this look familiar to you
2: wait bring it down and not no where'd you get that
1: (laughs) this is a picture from your house of the (laughs) canopy I think in your guest bedroom (laughs) Do you remember, Let me like, see the, again. it's like, it's like, um, like, imagine is just the one half and I put oh. them together. I put the two pieces together. So I guess, is that, is that the guest bedroom canopy? Okay, I guess. Okay. Well, that was very anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely thought you were going to be like, oh my God, yes, I totally recognize that. But <laughs> Oh my God, is that a canopy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I, no, I, maybe it was even from your bedroom, because you had that, like, semicircle piece, right, over your bed, and then the, the fabric, like, went out. Okay, I forget it. Did um, you just take a picture of it, and then you did that with it? Yeah, I took a picture of it. So, one, I know why I took the picture of it, because some weekend I was probably at your house, and I hadn't done my photography homework, so I was like, oh, let me find some shit around here to take a photo of for my class, and... Ta-da. It turned out really
2: good. It looks good. Yeah. I had
1: no idea. Turn that, in. <laughs> Turn that in for a whole last grade. So love that for me. Our guest today is my friend Paige Gaines. And I'm so excited to have her here for many reasons, but pr- primarily because it's Sagittarius season and my girl's a Sagittarius. Yes. So. We hey, welcome
2: Paige. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you for
0: having me. Yeah, thank course, you so much for being here. So icebreaker for today is how do you get aroused through conversation, touch, visuals, or, you know, the sound of someone's voice? Like that's, those are just some examples.
2: Um, I would probably say voice, like mm-hmm. definitely voice. Cause I don't like somebody that don't sound right. and I know that's just like very vague, but I can tell the difference of like, oh, okay. I like, I like the way you speak. I like your voice. And then when it's not what I like, I'm like, "Mm, I don't really want to talk to you. We can text,
1: but I don't really want to talk to you. Now that's real. I think that the voice is kind of part of it. Cause I think I was going to, my answer was going to be conversation. So I think that the voice is like a cool part to the conversation. I've definitely seen like fine people like people who just look very attractive but that doesn't mean I'm necessarily like aroused you know Mm -hmm. it's definitely going to be like your conversation or your personality and then if you do have a sexy voice on top of that like definitely trying to right yeah what that mouth do (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) certainly the conversation for me as well but y'all have a point there like without the voice kind of hard like what can you you know without that you can't really get into a conversation or really vibe with it so I think you have to be feeling like everything like from what the person saying and how they're saying it
1: I feel like like, Shana for you like the accent probably comes into play too because you love a cultural nigga
0: (laughs) I know right like (laughs) internationally please right (laughs) literally definitely okay cool that's a cute one all right, so let's move on to the sign up. Oh my gosh! That sounds oh my crazy gosh! Show. Okay, wait.
1: Let's just let's <laughs> just say we did have our vote since the last episode on the new segment name. Paige, you don't know this, but our our astrology segment of the show had never really had like a true name. Um, we kind of initially wanted to call it sign language, then thought that that might be like a little insensitive or tone deaf because it literally has nothing to do with ASL or anything. And so we just kind of called it whatever, Star Talk Sign Language, and we decided to get intentional and name this segment of our show. So we did a poll and the name that one is called The Sign Up, which I love. I think it's very cute. It's like the sign update. It's mm-hmm. cute. So this is our first episode where we're coming out with the new segment name.
0: Yeah, no, I like and we that. Are, cute. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it worked out.
0: Right. And we're starting off this segment with a fun game for Sagittarius season and it's called name that Sag. Sydney, do you want to share a bit about the instructions and how we're playing this game?
1: Okay, so Paige, it's really just a game for you. <laughs> um, we're going to, Shane is going to list off pairs of people, like celebrities, and give some characteristics about each of the celebrities that are up against each other. And then you'll have to say which one is a Sagittarius between the two. You, yeah. Hopefully you don't know the, who these people's signs <laughs> already. So you can really try to just guess based on like some facts about them. Okay, let's
0: go. Okay, so the first pair is Janelle Monet and Willow. So for Janelle, some characteristics about her, she is the queen of Afro-futurism. She's bold and a lover of freedom. For Willow, she's in her own lane, misunderstood and passionate. So of the two, which is a sage? Name Janelle, that sad <laughs> Um, <Janelle laughs> Monet for
2: sure, just because of the whole freedom aspect.
0: Yes, you're right. To freedom, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that man. was the key. Love like
2: that was the kicker. Like freedom. Yeah, that's that's the edge mm-hmm. all
0: day. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, so the next is Chrissy Teigen and Ciara. Chrissy, she's a troll, she's optimistic, and she's hilarious. For Ciara, she's loyal, ambitious, and does not play about her dancing. Ciara. It's Chrissy. Chrissy you know, Teigen. I
1: don't,
0: oh. I don't, don't like the fact she's like a bully. I don't
1: really like yeah. that. You uh, <laughs> know it's what? She did get caught up recently with her mean tweets. She did get caught up recently. She got caught like,
0: when? Because I thought that she's
1: always been, like, you know, tweeting. No, it was something recently. List. Like, I, I, I'm saying recently, like, within this year. But I, I th- oh, wow. much earlier in the year. But um, mm-hmm. maybe it was even last year. I don't know. But she, they found some old tweets of her, like, telling, like, some other tr- online trolls to, like, go kill herself. Go g- kill themselves. Like, some wild oh, shit. Oh, right. I like,
0: remember girl. that. Yeah.
1: I remember yeah. that.
0: Right. Yeah. But girl, the part... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the part for Chrissy Teigen for the, you know, those sad qualities were uh, being hilarious, optimistic, mm-hmm. and honest. Like just kind of like very blunt. Yeah, so, yeah. I can see okay. That. Yeah. Next pair: Jay Z and Diddy. Jay, famous quotes from him: "How you gonna upgrade me?" Was higher than number one. Confident, <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> that is Jay a uh, socialist but lots of friends deeply involved in every aspect of his life where uh whereas Diddy he's the life of the party he's a lover and he's well connected Jay-Z and that's ding, right
1: ding, ding. yeah I feel like the thing that gave it away was like the life of the party for Diddy like I don't think Sagittarius are really like a life of a party, no shade. I, I feel like it really? depends.
2: <laughs> I mean See, I've it, met a
1: few that
2: are I'm not that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think
0: it just really depends. Right. And I thought that you know it could actually go either way with both of them because I feel like Diddy has to have some sag like placements because Saggers are low-key you know the life of the party like they're fun to be around so it's sort of like you want them around like even if you know I'm, I'm just thinking of all the Saggers that I, would, I know like, I would
1: change I would change the life of the party with like main character energy more so that than like necessarily like mm. really like kind of being the leader of the vibe I definitely think that they are people like to be around them but I think that they just kind of give like it's about me, energy, like <laughs> very much. Like when the when I go into the room, people are definitely gonna check to see what I got going on, type of thing. <laughs> but not necessarily like I'm, you know, I'm leading the shots. I'm on the dance mm-hmm. floor. I'm, you know what I mean? Like yeah. really, <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, cool. So last one, Frank Ocean and Offset. So Frank, he's an anomaly protective yet gentle and self-assured offset is about his fashions needs his space and does not like clingy behavior does not like routine like you know same people same conversations type of energy he's not really about that offset yes it is offset ding 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 it was the routine and clingy behavior yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the standout that was the standout trait <laughs> for me as well well that was fun that's okay. good cool. okay, cool. okay. Cool. three out of
1: four you did pretty good you did pretty right. good. you just don't fuck with Chrissy Teigen I, that I'll give you that one cuz right. yeah
2: she's disappointing I didn't know she was a sag that's not what's up <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Did you see when her birthday was, Shana? Maybe she's a early Sag or something. <laughs> was she the 1st of December? Oh, yeah. She's a pretty early Sag. So we'll say she's a cusper.
0: Yeah. yeah she's I different.
1: Think... <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, yeah,
0: close to the 1st. She's the 30th. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, well, let's move right on. This part of the show, I wanted to really chat with Paige because Paige is doing some really incredible work in the advocacy space, um, specifically in the mental health space. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to um, kind of bring you onto our platform because we talk a lot of shit and we talk, you know, about sex and all the things, but we definitely talk a lot about wellness as well, especially with like people in our age group, Black women um, around this age. So I thought that it would be valuable to kind of hear from you who obviously has an incredible story, but, but more importantly than that, just kind of like some of the work that you're currently doing. And um, then we'll get into like some other questions after that. Sure. So you know what I'm working on right now? Yeah. And I want to know about St. Jane, like tell us about St. Jane and then tell us what you're up to right now.
2: Okay, um, so backstory. when I was about 24 or 25 or something like that, I was really sick. I was in a manic episode, kind of coming down into a depressive episode. And one of my friends is like a serial entrepreneur and is a workaholic and it's just like, girl, like I think you going to work would really, really make you feel better. And I'm like, it really, really does that work like that? And she's like, well, you should start a blog. And so when she said that, I was like, hmm, I like that. And then like, it just popped in my head, like XOXO St. Jane. I was like, okay. So like, I sat with it a little bit. And then I just started writing out all of my ideas and really trying to figure out how to make sense of it. And so I was like, you know, like just the word saying is a little bit, it's a little vague, but it's something that. I had to kind of design for myself of what my sanity was supposed to look like Um, after being told for so long what it was supposed to be. I was like, no, like I don't really fit that cookie cutter, whatever the doctor said. So it was really just me defining my own idea of sanity. And then Jane was really built off of, I always thought I'd be a Jane Doe. So I never thought that like my parents would actually know my story. I never thought my friends would know my story. I really just thought I would end up in a body bag one day to be very truthful and people be like, well, what happened? We didn't know any of this was going on. So Jane just really stood for Jane Doe and bigger than that, it it still stands for like all the untold stories of not just people living with a mental health diagnosis, but individuals that have just everyday challenges. We don't really talk about that. So um, I loved it. It rhymed and then it had meaning behind it. And then I just start building my brand out from that. And um, from there, I just started sharing my story. I started networking. I really just hit the streets to be truthful. So that was in 2016 and we are about to be in 2023. So I just Dang. finished. I know, right? Right. Wow. Well, I just finished uh, writing a play, which was a major hit. It was very exciting, Um, very exhausting though. Like I had to practice some major self-care after just because seeing your life in front of you and some of your most traumatic memories in front of you in front of a crowd is just a lot to take in. Um, But that was a big, big accomplishment for me for 2022. So I'm ending my year with a few projects that I have going on. I really don't like to talk about them because then I feel as if I'm not going to complete them and people are going to ask me, yeah, like, hey, jinx that shit. that shit, Right.
0: Yeah, like, right. hey, did
2: you finish that? And I'm like, actually, that was the spur-of-the-moment idea. But um, <laughs> hopefully some, like, upcoming events for the top of the year. Um, and then something I will talk about is building out a journal. So that's something that I've been wanting to do. Um, and then just really getting back into the community, possibly starting a support group and things like that. So now that I have full creativity, full time to do whatever I want to do, those are my three main things. So an event coming in January, um, a journal and a support group. Those are my three upcoming spaces.
1: Short-term goals.
2: Yes. That are supposed to be completed by January. So (laughs)
1: Well, we will manifest completion on those tasks, but um, I have to just backtrack just a little bit because the play, like the play, when I first heard about the play, I was like, this feels like it's out of left field. Like, and it was also maybe like a year before the play actually, um, came into production and came to fruition. Um, but then as I was thinking about it more, I was thinking like, what a smart way to kind of like convey a message, because I feel like people write books all the time, which could potentially be something that you do later in life. But I'm not a big reader, you know, and then like to do a to do a dramatization um, of like a real story in a, a film version could be so cost prohibitive and like just really out of reach and again like you might have some some struggles being accessible with that but I thought that the play was like such a creative idea especially from someone our age to be you know being a a budding playwright and really um, using that as another platform to tell your story I just thought that that was so creative and I was like literally trying to tell everyone like go to this play my mom ended up going and stuff so I was really happy that that turned out well and just like for me, growing up in like a theater household, I was like, go ahead. My friend doing play. You were yeah. like,
2: girl, you're at a real theater. I'm like, I am. And you're like, yeah, it's a big deal. I, was like, yes. well, all I, I see my name on the marquee and I'm geeked. like, I'm hype. I don't care where it is. But um, mm-hmm. no, I mean, and I think that really goes back into the conversation of being careful of who you share things with because a lot of doubt can come about like I remember when we first started and the idea was literally just an idea we didn't have a script we just had 10 journal entries and we were like we're going to turn this into a play and I'm sitting here looking at our executive producer like oh okay girl like do what you do I did my part and I don't I'll see you in whenever you say it's on um but becoming more and more involved but even like talking about it people j- like I cannot tell you one person that was like, that's going to be awesome. Literally, everybody was like, oh, I don't get it. And I'm like, me either. Like, I told the lady I didn't get it. And she still wants to do it. Um, But it really turned out to be something different for the mental health world. Because we do panels, we do fireside chats, whatever you want to call them. But nobody's ever really done a art aspect. So yeah. it was really, really cool to do so, and of course, mom was there, so that was amazing to see her in the yeah. audience.
1: Yeah, right. and your parents and and all that. I think I think for my mom, you know, because she knew us as ki- those kids that were in the play. Like the play is 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 Page is life in three parts. So like a young Page, a teenage Page, an adult Page. Right? Is that is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom obviously knew us at the teenage years, so I think that it was kind of like almost, um, a perspective of my life too, in a way, like the way that she received it, because we were so close at that age and she was just like, what else didn't I know? You know, like, what else don't I know? Or like, you know, is everything okay? Like, you know, just kind of with the awareness that I think that people just don't have when, you know when you're dealing with an invisible illness like mental health can be so I just I just love that and I just really wanted to talk about the play more I just love that I, I can't wait to see what city it goes to next
0: thank yeah, you yeah I'm, but, I'm um, excited send that over yeah. to LA yeah right is that where you are <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It
2: is. I yeah. would love that we're getting funding so the more money we get the more places we'll go so that's where I want to be So that's where I'm going to push. But um, I'll let you know
0: when we make love that. That's amazing. I don't want to ask too many questions about the live journal. Because as you mentioned, these are projects that are in the works and things like that. But I am curious to know if the journal is it's from your perspective. Is that would it be a live journal? Would it be? like in book form or? Well,
2: the approach is basically me taking what I needed at that point in time of my life, whether it be when I was first diagnosed, when I was struggling with anxiety, when I was having depression or mania, really just having all of those pieces together. But I would like to do like a 30 day vibe um to where people are able to journal and curse and say you know what after this today wasn't my day and I'm about to draw this face emoji whatever it could be like I want it to be creative I want people to have journal prompts and things like that but I want it to be very raw and not so cookie cutter like the journals I had when I was in the beginning of my recovery were like what's your mood today circle this Like, let's rate it one to 10. I don't really want it to be that way. I want it to be a little bit uncomfortable and I want it to be very raw where people feel as if they can be free in their own thoughts and in their own process, wherever that may be. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm still hashing out stuff. I have like two meetings that I've had to put off because of the play. And then everybody's like, I'm not doing work until January.
1: And I'm like, no, right. We full in that <laughs> holiday season now. People are like, "I'm off." <laughs> right. No,
2: but yeah. So we'll see. It's yeah. probably gonna change the
1: next yeah. time we talk. Yeah. Well, I in the same that. vein of resources, um, the kind of the idea that Shannon and I had for this episode was just to talk about this season in general. Um, I, I know, me personally, I'm gonna speak just only for myself. Like I've been going through a crazy fall crazy end of summer. My emotions have been all over the place. I'm really kind of understanding more clearly like how depression can just kind of creep up on you and really take you out um, for lack of a better word. Um, And I think that with my new awareness of that, I wanted to again, just like use the show as an opportunity to like talk about our feelings, really. Um, And I'm just thinking that I I can imagine you hear a lot, you know, that the holidays can be particularly tough for people who maybe they live alone or are already battling some other issues or whatever, so. Shayna, did you want to get into any of the questions that you have popped in? Yeah. So, you know,
0: we, we did speak a little about like holiday blues, seasonal depression, but we didn't want to really like talk too much about seasonal depression simply because we don't have the credentials and we know that that's kind of like an official diagnosis. So we're using like holiday blues for, you know, lack of better words, but uh, just wanted to like, kind of talk about what is, the holiday blues like how do you define that
2: i could use one word to define it i would say loneliness because you can be in a room full of people on thanksgiving and still feel by yourself you can be with your family on christmas and still feel by yourself um if you're living alone obviously you're going to feel a little bit more alone um, but when it comes to just the holidays and people automatically think like that's a cheery time, but say you've lost a parent or you lost a grandparent, um, you're missing that aspect of having them laughing with you, of having them cook your favorite dish. It's just a lot of things are being lost in those moments and those are actual reminders. Like odd enough, like I was paying attention to just my mood and what my thoughts were going around and what I've been feeling and I got out of a breakup back in July, but like this time of, I mean, and he's alive and well and doing his thing as am I, but this time last year, like we were together on Thanksgiving. So I'm not lonely, mm-hmm. but just those memories are circulating. I'm like, Oh my mm-hmm. God, you know, that's still something that I shared. That's no longer there anymore. So not saying I miss right. it. He sees this, I don't, yeah. miss you but it is a reminder of having that connection and then no longer having it. So between like the sun going down really early that kind of messes with people and Hell, then you're oh, in yeah. this space Maybe. of what's supposed to be a cheery time you kind of feel forced into it and when you're forced into something yeah. it's like you know I'm not I'm not cheery right now uh, that that's like, real make me be cheery and that's not really what it is so it's the aspect of being forced into it being in an environment that she may not be comfortable with being around family members, you may not be comfortable with like, that's real. We're adults now. So not wanting Mm -hmm. to be around certain family members and having that choice to do so could put us in isolation as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So whether or not we're doing like isolating behaviors on purpose or whether we're doing them unknowingly, that still Mm -hmm. leads to spaces of depression.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like you surmise that very well because even when Shane and I were talking about it, I was like, you know, <laughs> holiday blues, like, you know, people are just like upset. Like, I didn't really have the <laughs> yeah. words to like kind of articulate that, but that is so real. And to your point about the, cho- the family member cease, I was just talking about this today with my cousin. We, our generation is so different in the sense that like we're really, Picking and choosing the people that we are willing to tolerate. We don't want the toxicity. We don't want the toxicity. And we're not afraid to say we don't want that. You know what I mean? And I have to commend us for that because um, you know, I don't know what that's a product of, that's just a millennial thing or what, but I think that putting those boundaries in place is so critical to your peace overall and we've been so indoctrinated into like doing certain things because this is how this is what you're supposed to do you're supposed to respect your elders you're you're supposed to you know do whatever it is x y and z and it's like am I supposed to do that what's the reason like why am I supposed to do that why is that a mandatory thing that I do when this person doesn't treat me right they don't respect me they don't respect my space you know all Mm -hmm. that and more so hell yeah double star next to that one because I definitely am not going to be around anybody at this big age that I don't want to be around that's on period
0: right absolutely
1: and I know that um you've been working with Ollie Fit on like mindfulness and things like that and just in your own personal practice so I wondered if you had any a few just a couple tips that you could share with us on how to keep our inner peace when we maybe when maybe we are around family that we don't want to be around or whatever the case may be Speaking of OliFit,
2: fit, so Maury gave me like this feelings wheel. Don't laugh,
1: but I really oh, I love that.
2: Yes. It's supposed have to a- have a pillow in it, but <laughs> I haven't gotten the pillow
0: yet. Okay. I love that. We have that right? for class. Yeah. So
2: it's really dope though. So every morning I get up and I don't really have necessarily a, um, oh God like a a step-by-step process that I do, but some things that I have to do in my morning, like I have to meditate, I have to identify a feeling on that wheel, and then I have to write about it. Uh, So sometimes I'll meditate first to kind of see what feelings naturally come about. Um, So you can do a quick body scan where you simply are just scanning from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, seeing where your tension lies, seeing how your breath is. Is it shallow? Is it deep? are you breathing from your stomach? Like, are you breathing from your chest? Like what's going on? Do you have tension in your shoulders? Did you sleep on the wrong side of the bed? Like whatever the case may be, tuning in and kind of doing that body scan really allows you to see where your emotions are. And then being able to identify that helps so much. And I actually just posted something to my Instagram talking about intention And starting your day with intention. So if I know that my emotion in the morning is anger and irritability, I'm not going to talk to people that are going to make it worse or irritate me further. And I have that much control because I'm aware of that. So increasing that awareness and being mindful of your mood and how you're maneuvering throughout your day allows you to have so much more control than we really give ourselves credit for like Mm -hmm. more than, I don't know the exact number and I don't want to be incorrect, but definitely more than 60% of our everyday actions of our everyday moves are geared towards our subconscious. So we aren't aware Mm. of why we do what we do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the question that I ask myself every day, like, okay, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you getting up? Why am I having wine right now? Why do I feel the need to take a nap at 12 o'clock and I woke up at nine o'clock, like what's really motivating me throughout my day. And so taking that time in the morning to become more mindful, taking that time in the morning and even before you go to sleep, seeing what you're waking up with and seeing what you're going to sleep with definitely helps. But again, increasing that awareness of just where you are mentally, where you are emotionally allows you to have control over what you allow in your life and what you want to remove. Um, so that would be one of the biggest things I would say in practicing mindfulness is doing that body scan one journaling is always going to help. And it doesn't have to be like, dear diary today, I did this. Like, this it doesn't, be-
1: wait, we got to time out because this is my whole thing about journaling. It's like, my therapist has even said, like, you should consider this. And like, she tried to, she tried to, like, I told her, I was like, I don't feel, it doesn't feel natural for me to like, get a pen and a piece of paper and like write things out and then she was like well just try like writing it in the notes section of your phone just write like right. a few things about how you're feeling I still struggle with this like I definitely see the benefit but then I don't I don't follow through maybe like I'm not consistent with it um and then I don't do you revisit your journal entries later like or do you just kind of get it out and then move on from that like I always I want to hear what you
2: say about it me. does yeah I don't yeah. necessarily revisit. I- I mean, I am mm-hmm. I don't really revisit unless I'm trying to pull content or information in order to like implement it into a support group or mm-hmm. something like that. But I'm not the person to be like, let me read my journal from 2021 what? to see <laughs> yeah. my progress. Like that's yeah, not yeah. really my vibe. But Mm -hmm. I feel like we make journaling very difficult. Like journaling doesn't even have to be a complete sentence. It can be a list of words of what you want your day to be or however Mm -hmm. you're feeling. So if you're like, F it, you can literally write F it. And then if you want to say it in a different way, you can say it in a different way. Or when I don't have anything to write about, I'll literally write, I don't have anything to write about, period. Yeah. And then I'll close mm-hmm. it and keep it moving. Yeah. But it's really important to give yourself that space and to give yourself that control and that power yeah. of stating what you want to state, however you want to state it in your own personal privacy. So mm-hmm. it's encouraged and it is free therapy, but I don't think people um, genuinely talk about how free it can be. Um, not freeing, but how fr- like it can be a free ride as there is no... Perfect way or
1: right way to journal. It's right. whatever you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. We're and so you really to... jumped jumped up at that freedom piece. So we know you like it when it's just <laughs> when it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's free. Big time. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: crazy because so media and everything kind of like shows us that journaling is that typical, you know, dear diary. Like today was terrible, but I'm definitely the type to use the notes like I'm not a um, routine journal writer but like if I have some worries or anything that's on my mind I'll write it down leave it alone like I did this forgot about it and when I was clearing out my notes I found some things and read it and it was just funny because it was like you know things I was worried about in that moment so it was cool to revisit because I'm like all those things I was worried about were all resolved like you know Mm -hmm. looking at it a year later so it was very um eye-opening to see but I don't I definitely don't um check my journals usually yeah
1: yeah Yeah, I'm gonna give it another try because I feel like when I have done it I've if anything I felt accomplished that I did it you know what I mean like okay well I I like i journaled today like yay you know but i think if i got consistent with it it, i could see the benefits uh yeah long term but i'm gonna i'm gonna really try to take the rules out of it because i think i'm getting caught up on the fact that like of what i think it's supposed to be like instead of just like doing whatever i want to do and maybe if you even think
0: about it like from a text Standpoint,
1: you know, like yeah. if you're texting your
0: friend, and you're like mm-hmm. saying something that might be, you know, like you just want to get it off your chest. And you know how sometimes you say something to a friend, and maybe they're not ready to receive that information that you're sharing. Like, yeah, oh, why are you being so negative, or why are you being this? It's like instead so put that, you know, in a journal entry or in a note, like in some notes, and now yeah. it's off your chest and stuff like that. But yeah, For sure,
1: interesting Her. And well, you are your great. meditation. How long have you been meditating? Going on six years. I'm about right? to download that app Headspace. Y'all know mm-hmm.
2: that one? I started, that's how I started yeah. meditating. And it was six years ago and it was free. That's how you know things have changed because it's expensive as hell now. But mm-hmm. like, yeah. it really walks you through like step-by-step. Step. So it'll give you like a one minute meditation, a two minute meditation, a three minute. So I started off with one. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I feel so different. And then mm-hmm. now I can meditate, well, okay, at one point in time, I, cause I don't use the app or anything. I just kind of zone in and do my own thing. But at one point in time, like I was meditating for like 30 to 40 minutes by myself and it was heaven. Um, I don't have that type of time anymore or that type of discipline. It's kind of shifted a little bit, sure. um, but I'll do yoga instead. So I still try to implement some form of calmness and stillness in my space. But, um, today I can probably do about 10 to 15 minutes by myself where I'm just kind of zoned in and I'll just have like a really good meditation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like you can start with whatever you want to. And that's not an everyday thing. Like I'm not perfect. I don't meditate every day at 6am from 6 a.m. to 6 15, and it doesn't happen. I'm not okay. Like, it's not that serious. I just make sure that Mm -hmm. it gets done because I know, like, I enjoy the benefits of it. So I don't cuss somebody out.
0: Period. Or if I do, I'm
2: aware of why I cuss them out and I'm okay with it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That part. No, no, just
1: move on. Yeah. Therapy has really been teaching me that there's so much going on in the subconscious that um, people just don't even. Realize in me, I'm people like some of the dots that my therapist connects to other things from my past or other memories or whatever. It's just like this is unreal, but it's almost the same. I get the same joy in making those connections as I do when I make like an, an astrological thing. Like the other day, we were talking about um the Libra and Scorpio for like all of our age group or whatever, and I was just Pluto, like, Pluto. like there's oh, Pluto, yeah, Pluto, and um. Yeah, you can't have a Libra and Scorpio. What? <laughs> uh, Pluto and Scorpio is um, something that we all, everyone born within our, our age, our year, couple years, all have this same placement, and it deals with. Um, damn what does it deal with it deals with like how we view the world or like yeah how we it's like something that like all millennials new yeah
0: millennial like mindset like kind of like we're changing the way we work these days we're changing the way we like have relationships like a lot of things are being redefined and it's happening in our like generation like we're the ones making those changes so it's um
1: right and so when we uncovered that I was like this is incredible. Like I have that same feeling when something happens where I like connect to my own some conscious thinking or like some connection that I've made from my childhood till now. It's just like unreal. It feels so good. Yeah. Um, yeah wow. This sure. is good. I just I kind of get off on this. Like it's like you get the you get the right? cheat
0: code. You get the cheat code or the blueprint to your like right. inner like everything. That's you know it, it gets no better than that for sure. So. right yeah so good. well that was great that was that great, was great. thank
1: you paige for sharing with us um, <laughs> now we're gonna just dive right into the trash right <laughs> just, oh, just totally The trash jug- segment of- <laughs> right <laughs> now it's time for nosy new <laughs> okay um Yes. The student loan debt relief is all fucked up, y'all. It's all fucked up.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, they honestly, trying to say it's
1: illegal, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to get our... they d- d- whatever
0: d- they can. Honestly, this Factics. is just ridiculous because Biden, he really wanted that for us. But, like, it's just crazy that, I mean, this is really proof. Like, the president, they have no real... No power whole at all but yeah it's insane he did i did
1: see today that while the student loan debt relief project is in litigation um he has extended the payment pause until june of 2023 now many of my friends are like i'm not paying after <laughs> they reinstate the <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not
0: saying i'm friends i'm
1: friends <laughs> like i
0: do not take it's crazy because like just even hearing my grandfather talk about my uncle like you know your uncle he just finished with his <laughs> no like, your uncle, sorry, is, uncle is like five no yes damn near 80 so it's kind of like really it I, I don't know. I just don't take school loans seriously because they really should not. I mean, I know it's important to your credit score and all that shit, but like, again, that's not really what they're looking at when you have to sign that mortgage and everything it's else. Not. They're, not, they're not looking you at even school, have school
1: loans. So. Loan page?
0: Unfortunately,
2: and I've been dodging
1: yeah. them. I signed up for the little, you know, I got my email saying, like, we did receive your application, but this shit is in court. So I don't know what's going to happen. But um. the email was, like, ridiculous.
2: It was like, your loans are forgiven. We sent them to your loan servicer. Unfortunately, (laughs) we're in litigation. There's nothing (laughs) you can do. So I was reading it to my mom.
1: She was like,
2: that's so confusing. I'm like, girl, them folks say it's solved, but not for
0: real. But not, right. Be ready. Be ready. Have your credit card and your bills. I need Biden to stop playing and get the goons to go to wherever them computers are and make a couple changes on the the online system and everything. All it takes is a
1: little... I mean it ain't none but a little code. A number little code. A little key keystroke and a code. Um I can't. We'll see what happens with that. I'll I'll be I'll be watching. I won't be paying anything, but I will certainly be watching.
0: <laughs> right. Um,
1: the amas cut chris brown I, the only reason i'm bringing this up is because i want to get y'all's opinion so the amas they cut chris brown out of the perform out of the show very last minute days before he was supposed to perform and why was Michael Jackson tribute? they said that it, it was because this is what ama said their official statement was because of um creative direction had gone in a different direction and it was no fault of Chris Brown it was uh, no fault of his it was literally all like the direct the creative direction of the AMA's show I'm not buying that I don't think anyone is actually buying that and so they were saying that you know he was doing he the convicted abuser who was doing a Michael Jackson tribute to a you know alleged child molester and it was just too much negativity for one performance they had said that it you know regardless of the MJ thing it's just Chris Brown's tainted history and they didn't want that as a part of the show here's my thing and this is my question to you all at what point does Chris Brown get to move on with his life?
0: I thought deep down that that was the reason but then I was like but it happened so long ago but then I was also thinking am I insensitive for like trying to look
1: over it and wanting Chris Brown to like go get his bag? I don't know but like we're so scared of getting canceled I, we don't even know how to feel
0: yeah but I, I know that Chris Brown is really a talent like I, I just is that's the part that I know is true and like I hear what they're saying about the negative messages and stuff but with Michael Jackson like I don't know like it's really hard for me to take criticism from white people about Chris Brown, Michael Mm -hmm. Jackson. Like I feel like we can talk about this openly but even at work I remember like a couple of my colleagues started talking about Michael Jackson and how I believe Kroger bought Neverland, or you know, the owner of Kroger bought Neverland, or something like that. And they were just talking about how much, you know, it was a creepy place, and like, you know, all those, all that stuff. Like, granted, I don't really know all the information about like Michael Jackson and the. But you don't want to hear that from him, right? I don't want to hear it from my colleagues talking about. You know, it's such a creepy place, and like, why would you want to buy that? And I'm just, I just have my own issues about hearing white people talk about things as it when it relates to like black people. I don't know.
1: I think that's my biggest issue too. Like we could keep we could talk about we could talk about Michael Jackson like a dog. We talk about like a dog all the time. But that yeah. you're never gonna say that that's not the case.
0: Yeah. And my mentor always says like this is again not to excuse Chris Brown and his transgressions from the past and all that good stuff, but like um You know, don't make me apologize for something like a million, a bunch of times like that. That's just kind of like it's torture. Like I know, you know what what he did was wrong, but it's just at the same time, like you said, at what point do we just move on and let Chris Mm. Brown do his work? You know, like we haven't heard anything, like at least you know anything that that hit the news, but yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I don't want to. How hear do it you feel, it. Pages? Pages, you you look <laughs> like you've been thinking over there. <laughs>
2: I mean, when it, I don't, I saw a little bit about what happened, but then I didn't really see what happened because I try not to hop into all that. The most I'm involved in like shit shows right now is the fact that the Chrisleys are going to prison, but that's a whole nother conversation.
1: Listen, I almost threw that down, but I was like, I don't think Shannon knows who Todd Chrisley is, but I know we do because we're from the South. So we, and that threw me for a loop. I said, they locking up. Everybody, they're locking <laughs> up the white people. It's getting crazy.
2: Okay, so I have more opinion for that than I do this. So my thing with Chris is just like I don't feel like it's fair that one day he's accepted, one day he's not. In one space, it's okay for him to perform it. Like I feel like they're just messing with his emotions at this point, which yeah. isn't fair. But as far as like Paige Gaines being a supporter of him, I'm not. And it is because of the domestic violence situation. And people are always like, well, you know, Re wasn't innocent. Da-da-da. I never said she was like, she probably was dead ass wrong too. But my thing is like, I personally, and this is coming from personal experience, like I cannot see myself supporting somebody that was physically harmful to a woman. I just personally can't. The one space I do feel as if is unfair is that they allowed him, to, is this if I'm getting this correct, they allowed him to perform
1: and then pulled it. Yes, they had hired him to perform and then they yes, like, canceled that's it not like like right before. So this yeah. is my point. If
2: we're going to cancel it, cancel just let him be let him go home. Don't like, call him. the whole thing. Don't right. mess with him. Tell him to come. I don't think that that's fair because it just feels as if like people are pulling strings and you got to prove for one thing. I don't think that that is fair, but as far as like a personal opinion and supporting him and things like that, I just personally have not supported since that situation um but I again don't believe that it's fair that they've been that they did that yo-yoing like that yeah yeah like I don't I don't necessarily like that and I think that goes to the point of you saying having white people have an opinion over what we got going on in our space
0: just you know yeah it has an
2: impact and I think that's a prime example
0: of so Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they know good well like Chris Brown would have told that Michael Jackson <laughs> segment up. I mean, oh, the, he would have danced. There would have been, I mean, the been the no one
1: better for that moment. Yeah. But like,
0: yeah, i it's it's crazy. But I
1: know, again, definitely like, you feel miss. you on not supporting, not being an Chris. advocate. I agree you know? with I'm that not, perspective. I think gonna gonna that's a be valid. In the streets, yeah, with the
0: picket sign like, let him um, on the AMAs. <laughs> but like, yeah, if someone's asking what you know just the way it, the way it all went down it does seem yeah.
1: like it's unfair i think that because for me i had always held the i'm not even a big chris brown fan in general i mean i like the old stuff you know you know popping we all love popping i mean that's just when he song, started yeah. dropping 30 song albums i was i was gone that. i am right it's, no it's I can't always... do the 30 song. <laughs> no 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 that's why it took us two years to even hear this new the song that's going viral now that song came out in 2019 Yeah, because we've been listening
2: to the same album
0: trying to get through the 30 tracks (laughs) that is crazy i didn't even know under the influence was 2019 because i'm jamming that right now like (laughs) truly like it's the latest i didn't even know that that was
1: i think i think i went to go search for an album music and it was like literally 20 i said this is hell you cannot continue to drop 60 songs at once we're not listening to them but aside from that i had always reconciled it in my mind with saying like if rihanna has moved on from it then i feel like i can move on from it that was what i had always said to myself but it's like it wasn't ever like Rihanna really called me and said like, "Hey, Sydney, like, <laughs> I really love Chris." And that's like, my good. thing.
2: Like, how do we know that she's moved? How on? do we know that? Exactly. Right. That part we, we don't, don't know. actually there, know. There, that was my point. Like, so I so,
1: reconciled it like that, but I don't really yeah. know that right, she. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll never know as yeah. far as that goes, but.
1: Well, best of luck uh to Chris Brown. He they going they're gonna keep doing this to him. Let's just keep it real. They're gonna keep you doing just this need to, to his, stay at home with his and
0: daughter.
1: And he just needs to, you know, I think if he quit smoking cigarettes, maybe his life would improve <laughs> drastically. Is it is
0: it is it the
1: cigarettes only? Or the cocaine? Right.
0: Like, <laughs> or I
1: yeah. There is um, a
0: couple substances at play here.
1: Yeah, for real. Uh, Um, the last two things is like the crime of the hour. I just, again, these mass shootings, I'm not even, I'm not, we're not going to talk about the mass shootings because, um, we know it's horrible. I mean, there's no other word than the fact that it's horrible. Um, I did just want to acknowledge those victims though, real quick. And just, you know, especially during this time of year, the shooting that happened in Colorado, the shooting that just happened, I think last night in, um, Virginia it's really disgusting. It's senseless. And the guns are definitely the issue. I just wanted to say that. Like it's the guns. It's the guns. It's the guns. Like I just I mean can't they're say they're so enough.
0: they're they're so accessible. They're any too old, accessible. Any any old person can just come in and buy one. They don't have to have uh you know a- any assessment to like Yeah, no
1: training necessary to purchase. No, nothing. It's just like yeah, that to me is the the greatest issue here. Um, The second to that is obviously the mental health aspect. I mean, you really have to be. Um, in a certain mind state to really go into a public venue like a fucking nightclub where people are minding their business and open fire on people who have literally never seen you never talked to you never touched you never done a thing to you a day in your life mm-hmm. um so that is but I think I think for the first step for this country is to get the guns um to reel them in i think that the guns have to be we need to get maybe we got to get vicious like new york because doesn't new york city have some crazy gun laws yeah yeah
0: i hear they have the strict the strict one of the strictest gun laws i guess Um, them
1: niggas still got guns too but i don't know what the answer is really but that's just egregious I, i have no idea either but Um, But the last thing is the internet investigators because there's been a couple crimes that have happened recently and I really feel like I'm a part of the investigation right now like Mm. between the takeoff shooting and the people showing like every video clip keeping them all together identifying the people in the background finding their instagrams finding watching their stories finding who they're with like i literally feel like i'm on svu right now and then mm-hmm. now this case um with the woman oh my god rest in peace the woman shanquilla johnson I think oh my
0: that. god that story is fucking
1: this story real. is mad like this I, I, has I'm more just... twists and turns are you familiar with this page yeah, this is really a loop-de-loop one, and I honestly feel like TikTok is going to solve the crime before the Mexican police do. Like, the way that they're going to, like, somehow get a confession on live somewhere, like, I literally feel like we're on the precipice of, like, Listen. uncovering a real, uh, it, It's just it's just interesting to see. The shit that people are interested in online, and how we w- we want to band together for some things. You know what I mean? We want to we want to we want to solve crimes. We want to fight crime. I think we want to be Batman. Is what I really think we ultimately <laughs> want to <laughs> avenge the deaths of the people that we love. Like it's really getting wild out here, but we might have to change our show, Shana. So, to show
0: podcast. I, listen. You know I'm I'm with the shits, but like, is there were there more like what what yeah so the recent
1: development that I saw was that um the Mexican medics when they arrived on the scene at the um Airbnb where the woman was in the bed like unconscious or whatever she was still alive at that time because people were saying like if she got her neck broken like wouldn't she die like very quickly the autopsy report said that she would have been dead within 15 minutes after an injury like that but then the, um, you know, the medics are saying that they were there and she was alive. This is a new report that they're getting that was like translated, you know, in Spanish or whatever. And that the medics were trying to get her to the hospital and the friend said, no, you can't take her to the hospital. So that's the most recent development. It's still like a lot of questions though. Cause it was like, was she laying in the bed with her neck broke and like about to, you know what I mean? Like the timeline also is like, What time did the injury happen? What time did they call for the medic? How long has she been? Like all those things are still in question. But the new information is that when the medics in Mexico got there, she was still alive. They were trying to get her to the hospital. The friends would not let them take her to the hospital. And within like the hour that the medic was there, she um, died. So it is just a mess. The friends are fucking guilty. I don't know what the friends who did what obviously we don't know which one played what role but all of those friends are dead ass wrong and they're also not friends first and foremost but all those people that she was with know exactly what went down and exactly what happened and they're gonna be in Mexican jail I mean that that's just the black ass bottom line there's no way that they're getting away with this are they still out there no they came back they came back before Uh, her body did yeah it was like right because i I heard i
0: I think the the guy he brought the suitcase to the mother
1: yeah and was hanging out at the mom's house like for days after the fact and then once it hit tiktok he stopped coming around then because you're guilty we know you're guilty i hope all of them go down for aiding and embedding or whatever the shit is i hope they all fucking go to hell i just think about as much as we travel shana ain't no way ain't no i just couldn't imagine uh, one of us needing serious medical attention and other friends trying to block that from happening or you know anything like that it's just like so outrageous to think that people would travel internationally mm, right. and do that then when you get
0: in your when you get in your true crime bag you start thinking like why would someone want to do that you know like why what would what would force you or make you feel like so frightened of the medics that you wouldn't want your friend like who's on the verge of death to to get help get help what are you hiding
1: right were they doing drugs? Like I don't even know. Like it's just it's at that so, point, it doesn't matter in my mind. It like it doesn't. You could have literally sure. just but like just, been a, hit a line of cocaine and passed out. I'm calling nine one one. Like fuck right. the cocaine that's in here at this point. Like yeah. Thank God we don't do cocaine. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> that poor- <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah um I'm just thinking about her family man I just you know my heart goes out I really hope that we my TikTok community um and I I hope that we crack the case not and I (laughs) and I you know
0: you know she gotta lose herself
1: (laughs) I be in the rabbit hole so deep y'all I watch everybody's perspective everybody's little video I'm I'm gonna crack this case wide open y'all y'all gonna see it's really a
0: mini podcast in itself for you like no
1: I could honestly be one of those people that just does a solo podcast and just talks to myself about
0: (laughs) (laughs) and insert the recording right
1: (laughs) (laughs) a mess um yeah last thing Elon Musk is still trying to have our favorite app Twitter canceled Elon Musk is ruining everything like he's (laughs) fired everyone that works there and then all the other people that work there have just quit because they fucking hate him and I don't know it's just we're basically counting down the days until Twitter doesn't open for us anymore so I'm enjoying these last days I've been tweeting more than usual you know just to really get it in and you know enjoy myself but Elon is gonna really do us in and when, you say, when you say a you supporter
0: to ruin everything and when you say he's trying to cancel everything or cancel twitter you mean literally just, or just no like like twitter in the way, way that of, we like, know it, yeah to, yeah right. he's
1: i mean i think that the um page verification was a huge mistake that already got shut down <laughs> um oh really yeah that was his first stunt and they said okay well we're gonna say that we're the president and that all these that shit is hilarious like (laughs) all the new
2: accounts that popped up
1: so (laughs) so stupid and I don't know I just think that without the people there I don't know i just think that people feel are attracted to the fact that elon bad people are attracted to the fact that elon has a show and they're just gonna ruin it for us even if the app continues to like be operative i feel like the twitter culture is going to be changing just because yeah, it's sure. going to be mm-hmm. so like nasty and i mean yeah. twitter was already book wild i mean we didn't need we didn't right. need anything else and now we got all the fucking january 6 people on here and everybody else the fucking neo nazis and all the assholes mm. like no rip twitter rip to black twitter i feel like we gonna find that it.
0: part yeah but y'all y'all you will find your space even if it's black tiktok i'm sure there will be there will be a place for you all
1: righto yes indeed. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all i have for nosy news so i found two short ones online and they're both weird um one is classified as weird and the other one is classified as strange so i'll start with the strange mm. one first so she says i'm assuming this is a she maybe it's a it's a person they said i had oral sex with this guy while taking a shower he peed on my mouth while I was giving him head I understand that for some it's okay but not for me maybe it's just not my thing he could have said something about it before so I would have prepared myself it's just gross super gross I couldn't say that it was the worst because I've had low self-esteem and I didn't want to kill his mood but it killed my attraction toward him like over like the second the sex is over now you know why some girls just disappear into thin air I'm sorry. If a nigga were to pee on me, I'm biting his dick. I don't know. Like, I feel like that is outrageous. Like, I'm certainly not going to take that shit. I don't know what she's talking about. I couldn't say that it was the worst because I have low self-esteem and I don't want to kill his mood. This man just peed on you. (laughs) Like, literally just peed on you. What do you mean? not biting
0: not biting how are y'all reacting to that
1: how are y'all i need to know if i'm alone on this you're not going to take violent action towards a nigga peeing on you without asking
0: not without asking (laughs) yeah it it would be it would be problematic i'm embarrassed for her
1: yeah no Mm -hmm. that is Mm that is
0: o- I would deep. I would definitely be enraged like I'd be angry like why would what ha- like you, you <laughs> didn't feel like <laughs> we are not the same like it's
1: not like a g-spot kind of thing yeah it's right just, it, it's yeah I know that is just so crazy the second one is this one Shana I think will touch home for us <laughs> uh, my weirdest sexual encounter was when I was in college and this football player asked me out. We went out on about six days before we started kissing and getting intimate. He took off his pants and he had the smallest dick I've ever seen. I, it could not have been longer than three inches and it was very skinny. I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. And it was a complete turnoff. I told him I couldn't do this. And it was the end of the evening. Was that shallow of me? Maybe, maybe, but he wasn't going out with me because he was mesmerized by my mind. He told me several times that he liked my legs and my ass. This was the weirdest encounter, although it never turned sexual because I never knew a man could have a penis so small and thin. (laughs) How thin was it? It was so thin.
0: (laughs) Right, <laughs> I wish she gave like a photo. You, know, you don't want to see not even a no, I don't want a photo, girl. I mean <laughs> like can she have said could she have said like uh it was so thin, like a pencil or so thin. Oh yeah, like, like a hot dog. Like a hot you know, like just give
1: some something so you can have an idea of
0: what is so thin, you know,
1: but have you ever yeah. seen a micropine page? no <laughs> you're blessed you're blessed I haven't either but we did get um unsolicited micropene dick pics in our dm for the show the guy yeah. agreed to come on our show talk to us about having a micropene and like really share his experiences about having a micropene this is someone who sought us out literally based on a previous episode <laughs> where we talked about micropene and then he's taught yeah. the nerve to stand us up when it was time to record I said yeah <laughs> I'm still on the prowl. This is, again, that calling makes me, all micro keen havers. We want to hear about your sex life live on the show. I wonder, sometimes I wonder if that, that was a catfish that was
0: just fucking
1: trolling us. <laughs> they went back to an episode from 100 show. episodes ago. Like, how did you even find that episode? Right.
0: You've really been, like, listening.
1: That's the most we have we have ever heard 200 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally the most committed catfishing i've ever heard for no but payoff. we
0: did i'm sure but i'm sure you know things like micropeen. it was in the title like
1: no it wasn't not for that episode that's what i'm saying is. it was i think it was oh. in the description maybe it was in the description. okay but yeah. either way fuck that man for standing us <laughs> up but if he wanted to come back on the show i would totally have him back right because i really want to know
0: homegirl was not standing for that though
1: right and I don't think I would either I just think <laughs> about the feeling you know y'all all know this feeling either like when you're either the feeling of like this is so just TMI but I know y'all know this feeling the feeling of like a dick coming out when it's soft
0: oh my god Ooh. Right. coming right. out of
1: like after they already nutted it, it starts to immediately get back soft and they take it out and it's like mm-hmm that really cringy feeling, like that's what I imagine trying to have sex with a micro would be like. Like just that really squishy, like oh, like it's oh. just always,
0: it's always soft. Like no, it's it's probably or maybe hard. It's, it's just gonna be po, it's gonna be poking you. Like, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be sharp. <laughs> Not sharp.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh Mm-mm. my gosh. Ooh, well, that's all folks. <laughs> Paige, <Right. laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, yes, thank you so much. You you're really welcome. you really brought the maturity this week and we appreciate. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, do you have any handles that you want to shout out? Always. Um, it's the
2: same everywhere. Instagram, TikTok. LinkedIn, don't leave out LinkedIn. We're still there. Right. And Facebook is not as active, but it's still there. And it's all nine one one Saint Jane, S-A-N-E, J A-N-E. So 911 St. Jane, follow me, tag me, all that good stuff.
1: Perfect. And you know where to find us sign me up podcast all the places um sign me up podcast at gmail.com slide into our email i'm at sydney poppins too i'm cheeky bobby and that's another episode of sign me up podcast signing out